Vin Ebenu is a 2014 college radio alumni from WHRT Radio at Sacred Heart University. He currently works as a reporter for New Jersey 101.5, as well as a news anchor and reporter for other Town Square Media New Jersey stations at the Jersey Shore for 92.7 WOBM, 94.3 The Point, 101.7 The Hawk, and Beach Radio 104.1. Today, Vin joins us to talk about his experience in college radio and how it helped him gain the industry skills to have fun every day in professional radio. So how did you first begin in radio at college? Uh, I think my, my freshman year, I, I, had, I had did two years of TV in high school and had never done radio before freshman year, but so we had a college radio station. So I figured give it a try. You know, I know I'd listen to ESPN radio or WFAN growing up. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to have my own sports talk show and played with a variety of different names and even what I wanted to talk about. We didn't have, we didn't run commercials. So I'd bring up a topic, set it up for, or with a tease for something else, and then just play a song or something like that. And it'd be a combination of sports and music. Occasionally I'd bring in my friend's band who was on campus and they do live performances on the air. Um, and, and that was fun and they never minded. And sometimes we'd take requests and their fans would call into the, to my show and want to talk to them and everything. And occasionally we'd have prizes to give out too. I'm like, all right, I'd come up with something on the flag. Like, all right, whoever can name the band's first song or whatever would win this t-shirt or something like that. So I'd, I'd have some fun with it. Right. But um, after playing with names for a couple of years, I just settled on the Vinnie Abnew show. Um, after, I think I started Loud and Proud was the name of my first show. And <laughs> my, brother, my older brother said, it sounds like you should have a heavy metal show. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> it's not what I'm going for here. Yeah. Occasionally play some Metallica or something like that. But it's, it was really a sports talk show. It was an opportunity a couple hours a week mm -hmm. um, to just talk about whatever I wanted to talk about. Just professional sports, even collegiate sports, uh, and talk about what was going on in Sacred Heart sports. Um, and then uh, when I took over as the VP and technical director of the station in my junior year, I just had the keys. So I went into the station, did more than one show a week sometimes. I'm like, you know, I, I got to get, you know, do some work anyway, or just I have some free time on a Saturday, just sit in the mm -hmm. studio for a couple hours and uh, talk over the air and, mm -hmm. and uh, play some music and talk some sports. And it, at the time, it's, it's moved since I graduated, but at the time our station was located in the main hallway right outside the cafeteria. So we'd have people walking by and like, if they like a song they heard, like, yeah, they start dancing in the hallway and everything. I was like, all right, <laughs> I felt like a DJ in the nightclub or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it was fun. I, I like to see all the interaction and everything. So mm -hmm. it, it was, it was a fun experience. Yeah, definitely. Were you majoring in broadcasting at the time? Or yeah, yeah. It was as it sounded. I think even to a lot of people, my freshman year, even like I knew what I wanted to do coming out of high school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love cooking and baking and stuff growing up. I was like, you know, what I really like broadcasting and being behind the mic and uh, talking about news or talking about sports, mm -hmm. and that's what I want to do more of. Um, so I knew freshman year I wanted to major in communications um, and go into a field of news and sports and, you know, go wherever the career took me. But I knew I, that's something I wanted to do is sit behind a mic and 
be able to be that voice for people. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and yeah. it's fun too. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what were some um, memorable projects that stand out during um, that you completed in college for the radio station? Uh, Radio-wise, uh, we, I mean, we always had at the beginning of the school year, so about now-ish, we'd always have, the, the school would have a club fair. Um, so we'd partner up. I, I was also the, the general station manager of the TV station too. So I'd, we'd sit next to the radio station mm -hmm. and my friend Joe, we'd just sit there in all afternoon trying to, you know, get people to come on and host shows and mm -hmm. give out t-shirts and stuff like that. And it was, it was more just interacting with people. So occasionally we'd, you know, host events or be not hired, but asked to DJ certain events for other clubs. I think I got to do that a couple times uh, every year or throughout my college career where, you know, whether it was Habitat for Humanity or another club on campus, it'd say, hey, you know, we're holding a fundraiser event. Can you come out and DJ for three hours or whatever and just so come up with a playlist and play a bunch of different songs that, um, that everybody liked, but of course um, we're, you know, appropriate for <laughs> an outdoor college setting, um, especially at a Catholic school. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, th that was fun. Those were some of the more fun projects, more so than the club fairs, was just being that person that could play some music and entertain people for a couple hours while they were playing games and kind of raising money for, you know, in the case of Habitat for Humanity, raising money to go on tr uh, mission trips or build houses in the, in the Fairfield County area. So that was, it was fun to just be a part of it and be included and, you know, help, you know, offer my skill set for, to entertain people on a particular day. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I'd imagine um, the college radio was a big presence at your college. Was it, uh, was it widely publicized? Like, what was that process like? Um, it, it was. It, it, it was a big deal. I mean, people knew about it. Uh, we also had a public radio station, an, an NPR station on our campus, too. That was so people knew about that. Um, but as far as WHRT, yeah, I mean, I, I think in part because of where it was located on, you know, right in the main hallway, I think people knew about that. I mean, people knew to listen online. We'd always advertise it there. We didn't, weren't really on the air air. I think we were at some point, and then it was just kind of figuring that out. I think they are now. Uh, they've made some improvements, of course, you know, after you graduate, you know, things right. get bigger and better. Um, but yeah, people knew about it from that regard. Actually, we, I forget what country it was from. We had some guy call in, not to my show, but to somebody else's show from like the UK. Um, <laughs> like that. We thought it was totally random. Like, all right, well, that's cool. And he would call into like this one guy's show. It was like a late night show or something like that. And he'd call in and tell, tell, tell the guy how much he loved listening to our radio station and all the different shows he listened to throughout the week. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, I mean... We clearly have an audience in another part of the world yeah. <laughs> for a small radio station in Connecticut. <laughs> so. That's amazing. <laughs> and of course, I told my family and, you know, friends about it. I'd advertise on Facebook and everything else. So, I mean, I'd have that, that loyal listenership, you know, whatever, you know, with, you know, people in my family, my siblings, my parents listening in and, you know, emailing me or texting me saying, hey, you know, you sound great. <laughs> but Occasionally we get like random listeners like that from outside the state or outside the country. Um, but hey, you know, it was like whoever wants to listen, we're here to, we're here to entertain and, and talk to you. So it was, you know, feeling everything about the college radio experience. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs>
So what were some, when you transitioned into professional radio, what were some big like surprises or like learning curves? I mean, doing what I do now certainly is, is different than what I did then. Um, you know, hosting a college radio show, even for a couple hours is it's, you could take your time with it. You could, you know, build up your argument or, or what you want your discussion point. You know, if I were talking about the world series or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, but with a newscast, it's all timed out. You gotta be in, for different stations. I do some stations. It's a one minute newscast. Some stations, it's a two minute newscast. So you gotta, it's, it's learning to talk, not necessarily quicker, but you know, word economy is the key word there. It's learning to say things in a little bit shorter context and kind of being more brief. Um, so that, that was one of the bigger changes. And even, even with some of the reports, you know, I did, um, it's, it's a little bit shorter as well. The on-air reports for radio are about 30 seconds or so. So it's, it's kind of speeding up the way you're talking and then trying to figure out quicker ways to tell people pieces of information than you may have been used to doing by hosting a, a radio show. But I mean, it did prepare me in that, you know, I was still sitting behind the mic and still being able to talk. And it gave, built up that kind of comfort level from not doing radio before college. So, but it certainly built up that comfort level and talking to people on the air and doing interviews. And uh, that helped me prepare even, even if it was just my friend's band, uh, occasionally I'd have people call in or, or interview people over the phone on there. But, uh, and, and, and that stuff helped me prepare for what I'm doing now, just with getting the hang of it and getting used to it. And I think everything I did either video wise or radio wise, you know, I think it all helped me prepare for where I'm at right now. Um, just by having that experience, you know, there was a relaxed, setting sort of with hosting a college radio station because you didn't have to do it for a grade. It was just go out there and have fun, um, do what you want to do and, and help share that with everybody else, you know, have some fun with it, get creative. And a lot of that has helped me now with, you know, getting creative and coming up with different ways to say things and talk to people and, and be comfortable with them and help them be comfortable with t- talking to me, you know, cause some people, some people get nervous doing um, an interview, I've noticed. So it's it's trying to come up with ways to make them feel more comfortable and like it's having a friendly conversation or something like that. So I think that's some of the things I learned just by hosting my own college radio show or or talking to people. And it, you know, it wasn't interviews all the time, but you know, when I did it, it certainly built it up. So I mean, looking back, I could always pinpoint, you know, maybe some of the things that I learned in high school and college that helped me prepare for where I'm at now. and. I think without that experience, you know, maybe I wouldn't be as advanced coming out as, as I were when I, when I graduated college with all the experience I had in radio and, and TV and everything, because I think I really feel like it helped give me a jump start on, on a career now. And, you know, five years into a professional career, six years after graduation, uh, I, I, I definitely think I'm in a good spot, you know, because I had that experience. What about radio attracted you um, compared to other media forms? Like, how did you know that this was kind of the way to deliver the news compared to maybe like journalism or like even TV? I, one of my internships was at Westwood One Radio in New York, um, sports radio. I did it in the summer of 2012. So one of the fun parts of that was doing the London Olympics. Um, but I mean, it, I talked to Kevin Harlan, who's uh, a big radio 
TV announcer with Westwood One and CBS Sports, and even TNT does some basketball as well. But he even told me that he loves radio more because, and I, you know, I agree just even listening to him is that when you're doing radio as opposed to TV, people can see what you're doing. But on radio, you have to paint that picture, you know, whether it's calling a sports game or, or doing a newscast or hosting a show, you have to elaborate and be that, be that voice. Do you often get feedback from listeners? And uh, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> certainly in the age we're in, we're in I certainly have gotten a lot of, uh, you know, be a real journalist and, you know, stop uh, broadcasting fake news. Um, it's, it's sort of like you gotta, it's even on the fly in a professional career, you gotta learn to develop a thick skin for what you broadcast over the air. Mm -hmm. um, even right digitally, you know, I've certainly gotten phone calls from people who they disagree with the news. So automatically it's, it's fake and it's not real. So that's the world we live in, but I have gotten a lot of good feedback too. I, I, I shouldn't say it's not, all, it's, I don't even know if it's a good balance. I mean, it's, it is a lot more good than, you know, negative feedback and negative feedback in terms of people who don't agree. So it's not real. Um, or they, they just accuse you of misinformation. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, you know, family is always going to say they like it and everything, you know, parents are always going to be there. But I mean, my dad, my parents are truthful about it. They're like, they'll tell me what they like and, you know, what I think they need to improve on. Mm -hmm. But I do get a lot of even positive feedback from people in the community. Oh, hey, I hear you on the radio every day, or I hear your show, or I heard this and heard that, and you sound like really great and everything. Like, I love turning on the radio and listening to you. So, I mean, it's, and it's, I don't look, you know, look for that. I'm, I'm a pretty humble guy anyway, but hearing that kind of positive feedback, it, it does make, it does make you feel good. You know, that people are listening, that they care and that they say, Hey, you know, you're doing a good job, you know, love listening to your voice or whatever you're doing and everything. So it's that those are the fun parts of radio too, is that people are listening wherever they're at, at their home, in their car, at work, wherever, and make every once in a while. Uh, you know, to let you know you're doing a good job and that people like listening to you. And um, it's, you know, it's hard not to crack a smile at that. <laughs> so what have been some like changes in technology, like with the radio? Have you noticed like things like from college and even like throughout um, your career now? Uh, a little bit. I mean, uh, I, I've lear you learned to use more of Adobe Audition, for example, in maybe the latter part of my college career, but certainly my professional, I use it every day. Mm -hmm. um, used different programs like uh, Vox Pro that I didn't really use in college because um, most of what I did was TV um, outside the radio station. So it's learning to use some programs, which, you know, didn't take a whole lot of time. And, you know, it's for me, it was, you know, a, a matter of repetition. You know, once I start started using some of those programs, it just became easier. But um, in, you know, in some of the other transitions and it's the way you look at a different story like with hosting a, a radio show you could have that more sometimes friendly and casual conversation you could excuse me um have that range of emotions like if you're speaking about a passionate topic you know um in regards to sports maybe it's you know the way the new york giants played yesterday and you know how how the offensive line blew it and eli manning got sacked six times 
um, which happened a lot in the last few years. Um, you can kind of get upset and, and, and passionate about that because that's what a lot of Giants fans would probably be feeling. With you know, with news, it's you can get a little cheery, and but it's it's all about ranging that emotion from story to story. You can't be you know linear and, and the same with everything you do. So it's um, that's one of the bigger differences I've learned in in broadcasting professionally, and especially anchoring newscasts or even putting together reports. It's not every story is the same. You can't talk the same way. You can't uh, elevate your voice the same way or, or talk, you know, in a more friendly tone, like it's a feel good kind of story um, or somebody's doing something, you know, nuts or whatever, you, you know, you could say like, well, wait, what are they doing? Um, so it's that, I think that's the biggest, the biggest change, the biggest difference is just finding that voice um, not changing your voice, but finding what emotion to use and sometimes not even just changing it from story to story. Sometimes you can have that, that same kind of broadcast voice from story to story. Occasionally you can talk a little, a little bit up, but it's, it's, that's one of the challenging parts that you've learned, I've learned to certainly um, uh, overcome or, or be, be more cognizant of in the, in the last couple of years, even just one of those learning curves that, okay, this is something I got to tackle to finish developing, you know, professionally and become even better. I'm, you know, certainly one of those people that, all right, I did well today with doing these things. Here's what I still need to improve on. And I think that's the most important thing is even though you're done college and college radios and you're going into professional radio, whatever it is, news, sports, entertainment, you never stop learning and you never stop growing. And there's always that feedback you can get professionally that can, make you even better um, with whatever you're doing. So I think that feedback, that constructive criticism is, is a key part of being, um, being the best you can be in broadcast radio. You know, it's, it's listening to everybody's feedback, even, even though the listeners, cause the, you know, they have a voice too. And so it's um, that, I think that's the biggest change, you know, in sports, sometimes you can get a little bit more passionate um, because, you know, scoring a touchdown, hitting a home run, you know, making a game-saving play. It's, it's, it's all exciting stuff. You can kind of yell and scream and, you know, get excited and, you know, wave your hands in the air and everything like that. So it's sometimes it's just what you, depending on what you're doing, it depends on how you're talking, but you should never change what you sound like, just how you broadcast it. So, I mean, people should always be able to recognize your voice. You know, hey, that's Vin. And is this something that you just kind of learned along the way? There was never like a class on it or it was just some, just through experience? Most, mostly through experience. Um, it did take a lot of uh, seminar type classes in college, but a lot of video production classes. Um, so that's what I learned to do. And that's something I still brought to our station, even though we are radio, we're more of a digital broadcast company. Um, so I, I put together uh, I can't even give you an accurate count, but a, a lot of videos a year for our YouTube channels on news reports. Maybe it's something I'm doing out in the field, you know, a feature story, um, going to a press conference and putting together a news package, putting together a nice feature story on a good sports story. I know one, I did a news slash sports story earlier this year about a Lacey hockey player with cerebral palsy who had played in a challenger league in brick for a number of years, but was finally given an opportunity as the season was the high school season was winding down to play in a varsity game and score his first of what turned out to be three goals in that game. Um, so it was, you know, just a story 
to share of somebody, you know, it doesn't matter who you are and, you know, what disabilities you have, that you can be just as equal as everybody else. Um, and it was just one of those stories that I love putting together. It's kind of, especially because it's where news and sports came together. And the people I've uh, been surrounded by in the newsrooms at, uh, at WOBM, the, the Jersey Shore here in New Jersey 1015, it's, you know, people are, it's a friendly environment where people are, you know, constantly trying to give you feedback and help you. And, you know, you always want to return that favor. doesn't matter, you know, to who, if it's somebody younger than you in the business or somebody older, because people are always looking for help and feedback. Um, and it's kind of like paying it forward a little bit and trying to help other people out. So it's like, maybe if you learn something on the fly, maybe it'll be helpful for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since you mentioned um, digital broadcasting and how like your stations have done an array of different forms, has um, have podcasts off like entered the the scene? I guess <laughs> they have. They have re more recently. Yeah, um, I know whether it's a talk more of a traditional talking podcast or mm -hmm. one of the other things that we've done at the shore is um, we record my news broadcast from the air. And we offer it as one of the podcasts in our pod section section on our on our website, so that maybe you know you got up late or you didn't hear the news that morning. You were running around, or even if you want to listen again to make sure you know to make sure you heard everything, go to our you can go to our website and click on the newscast and just get a quick up to up to date thing. You know we've we've been working on Alexa devices as, as well, so offering people uh, you know a wide variety of places to go to get that extra content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, as I guess, as a final question, what's some advice that you would give to students who are considering entering professional radio? Don't, don't listen to the people that are saying that radio is a dying breed and going away because it's, it's not. Uh, I think that's just how some people look at it. Uh, radio is constantly changing and adapting. And if you want to go into radio, you go into radio. Uh, because it's something that you want to do. It's something that you love to do, whether you want to become a news anchor, a news reporter, uh, a, a talk show host, calling sports games on the radio, football, baseball, basketball. You want to host your own show, um, whether it maybe it's just a talk show or maybe it's, you know, you're an on-air on -air DJ and you're talking, you know, about the latest music. It's a hit music station. It's a classic rock station. You know, it's it's soft rock. It's it's every kind of radio station is and every kind of radio platform is an opportunity for you to be yourself um, and learn and grow. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that doesn't feel like a job. Like you could wake up every morning or however early that is. And for me, it's at, you know, two 30 in the morning, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you still get up every day and you want to go to work because you love what you do. And, uh, and, and I do. Um, and it's, Every every day is an opportunity to be on the radio, and that that's a good day. If somebody's telling you you're not good enough or you you won't be able to make it because of what you do, don't listen to them. You know, just learn from what you're doing. Listen to people who are going to give you positive feedback as well as constructive criticism, so that you can learn how to be a better on-air host, a better news anchor, a better sportscaster, whatever it is you want to do in radio. Do college radio every time you can get an opportunity to get behind the air because it'll prepare you for a lot of different things in life.
Hey, this is Nancy. Thanks for listening in today at 91.3 FM WTSR. Remember to check out more content online at WTSR.org, on the air, or on our Spotify and Captivate channels. And as always, we remind you to open your mind.